0: Okay. Oh, he's Ooh. out. He's out. He's okay. out. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. This is. Yeah. I got him. Ooh. He got him. Just Ooh like a goes. a classic
1: Bechtold Thanksgiving. Something's gonna explode from inside someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yuck! Yucky.
0: What? Oh, that is. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay. He lives. He's he alive. He
0: lives. He's alive. <laughs> They're already doing it. Episode yeah. one. That's, like that's a big deal.
1: I like oh, this I like great. John Favreau. was like, we are going shooting this episode out of a cannon. There will not be a slow build to uh <laughs> <Not> <laughs> questions. Not at all. Yeah.
0: Welcome back to New Rock Stars. This is our reaction to the Mandalorian season two premiere, the Marshal Here to be creates dragons. Well, not anymore. Thanks to Mando, Timothy Oliphant, and some. iconic Boba Fett armor, (laughs) stared down through a binary sunset by (gasps) Tamora Morrison, the actor who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones, and a clone of whom, and therefore would also look just like Morrison, is Boba Fett. Making this official, Boba Fett lives, folks. His goofy death in Return of the Jedi, not the last (laughs) we're gonna see of him. Thank the force. When when he turned into kind of a human bottle rocket and then yeah. flew into a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, who could forget? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yes. this is Wookiee Leaks. It's our Mandalorian after show that explains to all the droids out there why a green little baby puppet makes them feel so warm inside. It might be hypertension. Be Careful. <laughs> Get that looked at. Mm-hmm. I'm Eric Voss here with me. It's Tommy Bechtold. Hey, buddy. Hey, good to
1: be here. Wow, you know, there's nothing like new Star Wars content to make you feel so much better in the world. Like this was a little shot of sunshine in my yeah. uh, on my TV screen. I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just there's something about the way this show is done uh, that I, I, it's just such great sci-fi. Like it's really fun. I just, I, I don't know. We'll talk, we'll get into it more, but man, this. Yeah. Was this was some good medicine I needed, so I hope other well, great, people felt that. Uh, well,
0: great, uh, good sci-fi, really great fantasy, you yes. know, and the way that it it uh, fuses both the new with the old, like yes. they're they're exploring new horizons mm-hmm. in this great Western simple yes. uh, feel, but then just sprinkles in little things like the crate dragon from yes. uh, from A New Hope, bringing back Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. bringing back things from the Chuck Wendig books of uh, Cop Van. It, it just like understands mm-hmm. what Star Wars fans really want from these stories, and just yeah. like has this beautiful balance to Averroes credit to Filoni's credit and mm. they have such an amazing team there yeah. uh well we'll be here every Friday by the way with these after shows tomorrow will be my separate in-depth breakdown of the episode the shot by shot breakdown of all the hidden visual details and this episode mm. especially was littered with subtle visual Easter eggs yes. homages audio sounds that like might sound familiar and that's why it's so great I- I'm gonna break it all down you're gonna see that right away tomorrow so don't worry oh and uh by the way before Tommy recaps the episode for us I am currently wearing this custom this is the way shirt this oh, is exclusive yeah. Exclusive from New Rockstar's new official merch store. This Mando shirt is our limited run latest obsession. And, uh, oh, hot damn, we just announced this on Wednesday and it's already almost sold out. Wow. I'm trying to get Philip to order more, but we're not sure since it's supposed to be a limited run. Fingers crossed that he does. We'll see. But the cool thing is that when you buy it for just a few bucks more, you can also write in a custom shout out. It could be a hot take, a theory, a question, uh, uh, screaming at your friends, getting Revenge, uh, calling them out for whatever thing they did wrong to you, and not you know paying their uh, share of the rent on time, whatever it is, uh, that's going to appear. Beneath Tommy and me in these WikiLeaks episodes, you can actually see them below. Uh, mm. Our friend Tyler Hood said, Actually, Jesus is the way, but whatever. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I uh, like that. Oh, we corrected. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then uh, oh, I see Garrett says, Hey, Arnell, I know you'll see this. Happy face, it's your boy. <laughs> yes, Garrett. Well, Arnell and Garrett, we hope you see this. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for supporting us. Thank you to all the people down below who support us uh, and uh, hope you enjoy your merch. Uh, when you get it very soon, and you—if uh, you have not bought merch yet—you can go to our great merch store. Uh, check out all the amazing options at newrockstarsmerch.com.
1: You know I've been browsing that merch store, Eric. My birthday is coming up. I've been dropping hints all over with my family. I say, here's a link. Uh, please search uh, "baby doll cut." T-shirts, size medium, <laughs> and uh, one of each, please. One of each. And I told Philip, I texted Philip yesterday that uh, one way or another, I'm getting my manifesto published on on this network, <laughs> even if it's by two sentence shout outs, one at a time each week. I will have my my logic out there for the world to read. All right. Hey, the, the
0: 2020 Unabomber would have gotten his <laughs> message out that way. I'm sure. Shout He'd out, but I'm still saying it's, <laughs> it's your boy. It's right, your boy. It's your boy. The government is controlled by. People, ah, uh, it's your boy. <laughs> All right, Tommy, break down the episode. Uh, yes. what happened this, this oh, week?
1: Oh man, what happened this week was uh, Star Wars magic at the Gamorrean fighting arena. Mando meets Gore Koresh, voiced brilliantly by John Leguizamo. You gotta love a New York City alien. <laughs> I just, I'm always a sucker for it. After a scuffle, hey, you gotta get a slice of pie. Hey. Call a taxi cab. We're going to head down to Geno's for a slice and maybe a bowl of marinara after this. Uh, first, we're going to take down some banter steaks. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I love it. A- again, it's the magic of Star Wars where you're watching this ridiculous accent on an alien and you're like, this is good. I care about these characters. Yeah. Uh, after a scuffle where Mando lets his whistling birds sing, Karech tells Mando he can find another Mandalorian on Tatooine. Tatooine, mm. uh... Tatooine Tatooine getting uh, the the winner of multiple pronunciation awards three different characters said Tatooine a different way in this episode which I love that is kind of realistic it's the way like people m- pronounce different cities uh, all over America different ways I'm looking at you yeah. Worcester, Wooster, Worcester <laughs> Mando and Baby Yoda return to the desert planet and ride up to the sleepy town of Mos Pelgo where they meet the Marshal Cobb Vanth played by Timothy Oliphant wearing the famous armor of Boba Fett pre-selling thousands of action figures with that yeah. red sweatshirt underneath the Boba Fett armor. Uh, I, I just, I, like, as soon as he popped up on screen, $100 left my bank account preemptively. But <laughs> They're like, you will be pre-ordering this. Uh, which I gotta say, with the armor, it does not fit Olafant's body as well as my hugs would. I would grab him, wrap him safely, and feel
0: his steel against my steel and sex oh, appeal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know, uh, I do agree. It did fit him awkwardly. Obviously, that's by design because it's yeah. not his armor, right. uh, but he kind of looked like uh, the tall catcher on a Litter League team. Yes. He's just like, are you really 12? And he's yeah. like, yes, I'm 12. That's my wife yeah. and uh, right. my child of <laughs> yeah. the Bleachers, but I'm 12.
1: Junior. <laughs> and uh. he throws it too
0: hard back to the second baseman. He's like, yes. why do we got to play with an adult yes. on our team?
1: Yes, he, he definitely, he looked like a Sheriff Woody doll dressed with Boba Fett-like uh, <laughs> <laughs> modifications, but it was uh, But I, I like a it. snake in my uh, <laughs> uh, sarlacc <laughs> cave. Someone, po- <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. in the sarlacc. Pit. Uh but I think uh... <laughs> I think that it served the purpose of immediately letting us know this is not Boba Fett, right? Like that was the the point was like it's like this guy's wearing Boba Fett's armor, but it is not him. Uh, So Cobb explains that he bought the armor from Jawas after his town was overtaken by bandits on the night the second Death Star exploded, which was a cool piece of like again explaining the timeline and really hammering it in for people that aren't fanatical Star Wars fans. Like this is something that if you've seen the movies, you can now grasp really grasp when this is taking place. I love
0: that they were watching it on like looped replay like yeah. they were in a sports right. bar. They're like, yeah, roll it again. Roll okay. I mean, again.
1: Huge <laughs> missed cameo for Al Michaels to play an alien sportscaster. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Uh, so so he used the armor and Boba's old weaponry to liberate the town and protect its people ever since. Uh, kind of eerily similar to Deadwood. Uh, <laughs> where One he, might he, say. He, he came it's... into a town and uh, basically kept it liberated for for yeah. better or for worse uh, until that diabolical Hurst came to town but we'll more on our Deadwood after show talking wood uh, okay so uh, title pending yeah the, big wood talking talking wood holding wood uh, laying wood we'll delete all this uh, okay nope. so no it's all staying in but <laughs> A great Dragon terrorizes the town and continues the Star Wars tradition of ripping off Dune. A proud tradition uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, should be, uh, I believe, commended. Mando yes. agrees to help Cobb slay the dragon in exchange for Boba's army. Uh, they team up with a tribe of Tusken Raiders, proving, my theory... That if two groups of people that don't get along uh, can find common ground and a common enemy in a wild creature that's just trying to live its life, they can destroy anything. To me, <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders and and Cobb and, and his town, uh, uh, Mospelgo, they were like two rival ant colonies that just happened to establish near a house. And instead of fighting each other for dominance and survival, they just decided to destroy the house instead. It was very <laughs> much. It was very much like <laughs> I'm not taking, taking the right. side of crate dragons, but it was. It's like that Krayt Dragon was just living its life it was just doing what
0: Krayt Dragons do and they were like we gotta kill this thing hey, uh, it's a typical watchman Ozymandias argument right, right. you want to bring together the warring tribes and get some ugly ass monster from yes. somewhere else for them to fight together
1: that's right uh, so they they hatch a plan, but their plan to blow up its belly doesn't work. The dragon spews acid, which was like uh, was, was like a great like special power twist. Like it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like in a superhero movie where like you discover a new power. It was like, oh, this thing yeah. spews acid. Uh, it as spews, well. acid it's yeah. spews acid now. It spews acid now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> which uh, clearly wasn't in the research. Obviously, they did yeah. not have the uh, the prep no. to know that that was coming. <laughs> Finally, though, Mando does kill the dragon by getting it to eat a bantha little bantha sashimi uh, raw bantha (laughs) with a ton of explosives strapped to it boom goes the bantha Tusken Raiders and Townspeople rejoice finding common ground (laughs) 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 that was a a wookie (laughs) what is their thing (laughs) They make the same <laughs> siren noise that was in the Rogue One trailer, though. the siren! Like the, <laughs> yeah. the Tuscan Raiders make a very similar noise. Uh, yeah, you know, not what I was making, but you, you get what I'm saying. It's there. We all hear it in our yeah. heads. Yeah. Mando gets the armor back, and in the binary sunset of Tatooine, Tamora Morrison, the true Boba Fett watches them from a cliff. Wow. I yes, what an ending. That to me. I'm not going to lie. When I saw Timothy Oliphant's character show up, before it was revealed, I mean, the voice immediately gave it away, but when I saw that character show up, there was a little part in it that was like, oh, is this going to be the Boba Fett thing? It's just like his armor is on a different person. And I mean, I guess it's still cool to see the armor on screen again, but there was a little disappointment in me. But then the more as the episode went on, I'm like, the true Star Wars storytelling tradition is Boba Fett is out there somewhere he's gotta be yes. like I mean there's he's always t- there he's always watching so uh, what'd yeah, you he- think uh, overall of the episode
0: Uh, I loved it and I think that um, having him watch The Binary Sunset was an interesting Mm -hmm. choice, right? Because The Binary Sunset symbolizes hope and in a weird way Boba Fett still being alive has been like a source of hope for many Star Wars diehards to be like yes, some choices were made in a lot of these movies but I still cling to hope that my version of these movies could still exist. Right. And like lo and behold uh, what was once a joke in Patton Oswalt's Parks and Rec scene is now officially canon i mean depending yeah. on who you ask boba fett had survived and it that's always been true right but now we get to see it finally on screen right. in a major star wars title yeah. played by tamora morrison the fact they were able to get him back i think is so cool now yeah. some people say it might be rex the clone because yes all clones do look exactly like tamora morrison right. in this uh in this universe but obviously it's boba fett there's there's mm. no doubt in yeah. my mind that that's who this is absolutely
1: and, and and awesome
0: what an awesome uh, awesome awesome moment and and what an awesome episode to like uh, just be a, a simple tale of two tribes coming together to to slay mm. the dragon and it felt so medieval in a yes. way there's a fusion of a uh, western uh imagery obviously it felt mm. like a spaghetti western in the town yeah. of mosfelgo but once they they worked together it felt like we were watching you know two arthurian uh clans coming together to to mm-hmm. literally slay the dragon uh mm-hmm. and that's what like saves the kingdom and it was just uh simple simple storytelling that i think we appreciate it but um there's a thematic through line that i really appreciated just to get nerdy about the deeper meaning that i uh interpreted here uh, this idea of armor mm. so like mando's original mission which i think it's easy to forget this episode began with him like trying to track down another mandalorian to help him network via the mandalorian coverts he called it which mm-hmm. i just think are the the sewer clubhouse yeah. connection yeah <laughs> whatever that is um and he wanted to use Use that, I guess, to find baby Yoda's kind Mm. and he kept he repeated this he's like I've been requested I've been requested to bring this one back to its kind Mm -hmm. he kind of like robotically echoes it as if the child's name is John Connor it's like Mm -hmm. it's so weird that he has that one line but uh, all of that changes on a dime the second that Mando realizes that Cobb Vanth is not a Mandalorian Mm -hmm. it's like his whole world stops and then he's like screw the mission baby Yoda's kind can wait until next episode Mm -hmm. to make." Ando, this is stolen valor it is an insult to him right, it right, must right. be addressed mm-hmm. uh, and in a way he's obsessed with it to us the armor is the thing it's not the thing inside the armor it's the shell mando's Mm -hmm. shell is more important to his own identity and his safety than uh who he is as a human being Mm -hmm. even gore koresh talks about mando like he's an animal wanted Mm -hmm. only for his pelt normally i have to seek out remnants of you mandalorians in your hidden hives to harvest your precious, shiny shells. you think about it, there is some parallelism between Mando's shell game and the layers of armor to the beast. Cobb says that he has never heard of an abandoned Sarlacc pit, to which Mando responds, well, unless the dragon ate the Sarlacc. Right. And then we know the Sarlacc ate Boba Fett, so we kind of got this, like, turducken here, you know. <laughs> yes! A, a yeah. Russian nesting doll, yes. whatever you want to call it. Um, and the crate Dragon's flesh is impenetrable. He kind of has his, his armor, too. Too, only by blowing it up from the inside can it be killed mm. and then in its flesh there was this weird moment that Tusken Raiders find this pearl mm-hmm. what, what the hell is that it's some weird true prize some yes. mystery egg you might call it it's yeah. kind of the the Suga of this season mm-hmm. um, but Mando doesn't care at all about whatever that is he, he walks away he has his armor mm-hmm. that is his prize and it's interesting to note that that armor has layers to its story before Cobb the armor armor belonged to Boba Fett, and before Boba Fett, Jango Fett. And according to lore, Jango Fett was from the planet Concord Dawn. It was a Mandalorian world, but the government of Mandalore disavowed him. Mm. Uh, they claim that he stole Mandalorian armor, so it, it's kind of a mixed story. He claims to be Mandalorian, and it's probably part of his appropriation. Mm. Uh, Boba Fett certainly isn't Mandalorian. He was born on Kamino. Um, so we should also point out that that armor is not Beskar canonically. It's supposed to be a Durasteel alloy Ah. Which is makes it interesting why Mando insisted on taking it back because it's while it is Mandalorian design, it is not made of Beskar. Um, but I think we're talking about this repurposing, you know, taking things that don't belong to you and finding a new way to use them. That mm. is the story of Star Wars. Mm, it's about yeah. one generation stealing the discarded junk from the past generation mm. and wearing it like armor, just because they need something to protect themselves from the hostile world. Mm. Moff Gideon does this with the dark saber. Rey did it with her pod racer engine speeder on Jakku. Which, mm. if you watch Cobb Vance, does the same thing. He has a pod racer engine that he uses yeah. as a speeder bike. um Really, Star Wars, I think, is a story of hermit crabs are just swapping shells and they never know or care about the true history of the armor that they are now clinging to and that's yeah. kind of what makes it great it's a kind of a one man's trash story
1: yeah I I completely agree and uh, and also uh, that expands all the way out to I believe the creatives behind Star Wars you know new generations mm-hmm. of writers are forced to mine star discarded Star Wars characters and worlds to create new content so it's Absolutely. like you know I mean it, it's it's an all encompassing philosophy I uh, yeah, uh, Very,
0: very interesting. And we do have some questions we're going to dig into. Before yes. uh, we do that, though, we want to thank some friends who helped mm-hmm. us make this episode. Support for Wookiee Leaks is brought to you by Manscaped. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess Mm -hmm. over their technology to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Mm -hmm. Tommy and I both love Manscaped. I took a Manscaped to my face yesterday, and let me tell you, uh, no cuts. No cuts. You will not see any more pubes on Tommy's face, thanks to Manscaped. Not not today, anyway, but I got a busy Saturday (laughs) planned, so... (laughs) Uh, look we all want to look good and feel good naked that's why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released their new and improved lawnmower 3.0 it's their third generation trimmer it features a cutting edge ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming Accidents. Mm. Uh, It's waterproof. It has a battery that will last up to 90 minutes. That's long enough to hack all the way through a Wookiee's undergrowth. Yeah, yikes. 90 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, most of the time you're you're, uh, wrestling and fighting the Wookiee off. That's right. uh, (laughs) If you can survive it, you'll get a nice, clean (laughs) patch of skin. Beautiful. And if you've ever pet
1: a shorn Wookiee, let me tell you, they are. Ah, oh, it's just there's something about a freshly
0: shaved Wookiee that makes you want to throw it all away and move to the Wookiee planet. <laughs> the lawnmower also has a 7000 RPM motor, which isn't quite enough to do the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. But mm. it will do the testicle run in zero bag snips. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an off-screen producer Zach. Original <laughs> that, that,
1: that had his that had his fingerprints all over <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and then he also wrote i'm not sorry for that joke and you shouldn't be sorry about your desire to have a nice and tidy downstairs <laughs> it's right zach you shouldn't no apologies good job zach <laughs> all right folks get 20 percent off and free shipping on this manscaped deal with the code mandalorian at manscaped.com that is 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code mandalorian mm. your balls will thank you all right. Let's move on to some of the big questions we have in this episode. The obvious one being Boba Fett is back. How did he survive the Sarlacc? Mm. And are we going to see him face Mando to get his armor back at some point this season? Mm. You
1: know, I, I think uh, to answer the first question... I mean, the logical thing is that he somehow regurgitated. You know, like he—he, he, I mean, he, he's a resourceful, uh, resourceful man, as we know. To be a bounty hunter, you have to be able to evade and escape and get out of uh, 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 scrapes and sticky situations. And uh, I, I have to think that he triggered some sort of regurgitation from the sarlacc and uh, spewed his way back out into the grainy sands, the coarse and irritable sands of Tatooine.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think this episode might have given us a clue as to um, the story of the crate dragon eating the sarlacc you know that kind of uh, food chain because for one it gives us a sense of vulnerability of the sarlacc when Mm. a sarlacc eats you you're supposed to be uh, digested slowly 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 Mm. Uh, and I wonder if the crate dragon eating it that acidic uh, whatever the spewing juices of the the crate dragon was able to dissolve the sarlacc but Ah. not dissolve the armor Uh, and that's why like like you could see Mando his yes. his armor didn't uh, no, dissolve. Was, Maybe yeah. the Boba Fett armor didn't dissolve. Mm. Although when you when you saw Cobb Vanth wearing it, it did look a little corroded. Yeah, it had some of the same nicks and scratches yeah. that we saw before. Which and, were some and, funny and, and Boba fun. looked
1: a little worse for wear.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. He, he had some scarring on him, which yeah. I think that's where why some people thought it might have been Rex in ah. the series because he has some some scarring. But uh, right. yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. But mm. this question of will Boba Fett try to get his armor back from Mando? I, uh,
1: I have to see. I, I'm torn on this a little bit because, like you said, Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian, so he doesn't He's have the Mandal like the religious connection to the the helmet and the and the armor you know a, a, as uh, as uh, mando says in the first season weapons are part of my religion and and you know and presumably the armor is a part of that i don't know that boba fett i mean obviously he seems prideful right like i mean the little the little glimpses we have of him in in, uh, in other materials like he seems like a person who has like an ego and some pride uh-huh. so like the idea of something stolen from him and taken from him against his will I think is what would motivate him to get it back but I wonder if this is going to be if if there's a possibility where this is a redemption tale where like we have an aging older Boba Fett who's had been humbled through these circumstances he's been injured he's been you know and I wonder if this is a chance for him now that the helmet is off we get to really meet the character right so I wonder if this is going to be a chance where instead he is an unlikely ally and and maybe and maybe earns the armor back rather than getting
0: it through conflict you know what's interesting is like, so Boba Fett clearly survived the Sarlacc and right. maybe the crate Dragon too. Um, so if he survived, why would he part ways? Was mm. it a matter if he just like was tired and he you know dragged himself out into the okay. sand and then Jawas found him and then took mm. it off him? Right. Maybe, but I doubt it. I think Boba Fett might've intentionally parted ways with the armor. Sure. Uh, sold it to Jawas. Mm. Uh, and that's how it ended up in their hands because I don't know if he was that, I agree with you, I don't know if he's gonna be that eager to chase down Mando to get that armor back, he might have moved on but I think what might happen which this kind of brings us into our next question about uh, the nature of Boba Fett's armor Mm -hmm. um, we know from like you know past canon that technically boba fett's armor is supposed to be made of dura steel not beskar Mm. uh it's a different alloy of metal i got fact checked on that in the comments of a video uh a couple weeks ago got him Um, guys good we got him good good work um but like i think that's very interesting because maybe that could be a way that um mando was actually willing to part with it and get it back in boba fett's hands because maybe he brings it back to his armor and they're like this isn't beskar Mm.
1: and he's like but
0: it looks like Mandalorian armor and maybe that's what brings them back to, to Boba Fett is they're like whoever you got this from is this uh, bounty hunter who did cross paths with the Jedi mm. maybe you should go talk to him so then maybe it's it's a, not an antagonistic relationship between these two yeah we'll see uh, I think that's great yeah this uh, whole episode did some cool stuff with humanizing the Tusken Raiders in ways that mm. we haven't seen since uh, Attack of the Clones yeah um, I, I loved seeing them as uh, strategic as uh, capable of making mistakes as mm. uh, making morality. Mm -hmm. Um, What'd you make of it, Tommy? Uh, um, You know, I thought that the,
1: again, the, the, the idea of them interacting in a non hostile way with other species and other, you know, other, other tribes on Tatooine was what was interesting to me. Like, and I think you, you said it good in the summary, like, or or rather in the, in the deeper meaning section, the, the idea of this just being a classic uh, village being, tormented by dragon literally a, a crate dragon in this case uh and villagers having to rise up to defeat the dragon with a mysterious knight from far away coming in to help them slay the dragon yeah. I just like yeah I like the uh similar to you I like the way that they were that they were humanized and, and given a spectrum of emotions rather than just like hostile hollering wild savages for lack of a better word you know like that are yeah. uh, often often others or outside forces are portrayed that way in film no matter what the circumstances are. I like that, you know, both sides were fallible. Both sides were emotional and reactionary. And ultimately, both sides were rational, like you said. And could realize, like, if we don't come together, this thing is just going to keep eating people. And ultimately, at a certain point, we're all going to get eaten by it. So, like, or have to Uh, leave our homes.
0: So, yeah. Right. Uh, A simple, good message that has been true since the dawn of time. Um, But I am curious, do you think we're done with tattooing for now this season? Or do you think it could be possible that maybe next step episode could open with The Mandalorian still on Tatooine and some last-minute complications when he tries to leave.
1: Well, so, I I don't think we're done. Short answer, I don't think we're done with Tatooine. I think one thing that we do know from the first season of, of Mandalorian is that this show is very patient. They are willing mm-hmm. to leave something for multiple episodes only to come back to it. So there's a chance that we will go we will be subver- d- diverted to a different point of the story for the next three, four episodes. But I think too much was left unanswered on Tatooine for yeah. us to be done with it, right? Like you can't end the episode with Boba Fett staring at 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 uh at twin sons and being like, Okay, well that's the last of that. That's closure on that. It's like obviously yeah and I don't think he's going he's I think much like Obi Wan Kenobi, he's gonna have to be coerced off that planet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it feels like he's been there for a while.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, we also have the unanswered question of Phoenix Shan and who right. that was. Was that Cobb Vanth who picked her up at the end of episode five? I oh, was thinking right. they would re- would have revealed that, or right. was that actually Boba Fett who picked right. her up? Mm. Um, we'll see. I, obviously, we're going to go back there. I have a feeling that for now we're we're done. I, mm. I don't think they're going to follow. I think that seemed to be a tease for the whole season yeah. of uh, Boba yeah. Fett and I think they're going to find their way back to it but I, I think he's going to move on to the next step of his process to return the child or maybe he's going to try to sync back up with the armor and he'll mm. find something out about the the Durasteel armor we'll see alright uh, we're now going to wrap things up with our favorite segment the Baby Yoda <laughs> gift wrap the mm. uh, most giftable Baby Yoda moments to bring us cheer as I guess we're now heading into the holiday season yes uh, there were this wasn't a huge Baby Yoda episode he was more just kind of watching from the sidelines yes. but there were some men um, let's start with our number three, Baby Oda squinting because the fire is too bright oh, for his baby eyes. Oh, baby this is Yoda. this is a good gift if you uh, feel like, oh, I, I'm, I'm hungover. What day is it? You know, that's kind of a good squint, a squinter. I went too um, hard last night. I trick-or-treated too crazily. <laughs> uh, all right, number two. Uh, of course, we talked about this in our uh, last week episode. Baby Yoda nopes out of the fight by hiding this his carrier. And mm-hmm. that's so great, so great. That's, uh, and, uh, never yeah. not going to get a laugh from me. Yeah, and you know what it is? Uh, there's a lot of, like, old Western vibes in this episode. That was, like, our first tease of that. It felt mm. like the old uh, saloon to be yes. like, uh-oh, we got trouble in town. Right. <laughs> also, also some great Great,
1: great, like, Western catchphrases from Timothy Oliphant like r- fitted into the world of Star Wars, like where he's like, yeah. "Sometimes both suns shine on you" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like both sides of like, the womp rat. <laughs> it was yeah, it was like it was like something like similar to like the like you know every once in a while the sun shines on your ass or something. There's some Western yeah. quote that's like that, but it was that. But it mentioned the two suns. <laughs> the... Yeah, and he said, "What
0: well, like, I also, yeah, yeah, yeah I liked how he brought back womp rats. So he's like he's picking us off like womp rats. It's yeah. like, do you have any other metaphor to use, sir? No, is it all womp?" he's do. just done and didn't amy sedaris character also talk about womp rats Womp rats are a very big deal yeah <laughs> huge <laughs> uh, but our number one baby yoda gift from this episode of course baby yoda hiding in the spittoon oh, oh yes that was a good one yes. i actually junk 38 on twitter caption that says is the election over yet and <laughs> i feel the same i i also would like to hide in a spittoon uh until the election is over <laughs> yep. Well, uh be sure to send us your favorite baby Yoda gifts each week. Use the hashtag WookieLeaks. It's two E's in uh at the end of Wookie. Uh and we will f- try to feature it in the episode. Oh, also speaking of other shoutouts we want to do, hopefully you've been seeing all these great comments from the people who bought the this is a waste shirt. Mm. Uh uh early Monica uh captioned Vote November 3rd, mm-hmm. mm. and asks what is the first thing everyone will do post pandemic? Keep it PG. Ah. Absolutely, thank you Monica. Uh everyone vote november 3rd try to vote early if you can do it safely mask up however you feel most comfortable uh post pandemic hmm what do you think tommy i'm not gonna watch that songbird movie that's for sure no i
1: uh i I auditioned for that and i've never been happier to not be in something because i think (laughs) that movie is going to be maligned when it comes out i'm gonna be spending a lot of time with my son uh i will be spending a lot of time with my son but what's better than one son Oh that's right. Twins and twins. And twins. They're and definitely fraternal, uh, but I love them both equally no matter what. So uh, <laughs> one's looking a bit
0: uh sloth like. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth, to- Ruth,
1: baby am I? You bad you've been. Bad you've been. You guys
0: hey. <laughs> Uh, I think Monica the thing I'll do after the pandemic's over is uh, go to all my friends weddings that they all had to postpone yes. holy cow be crazy right right. I think we'll be
1: at some of the same ones and yeah, boys yeah. are going
0: to be a lot of them maybe we'll get married <laughs> Eric and I might
1: have a civil hey. ceremony we might make it maybe That's, I, hey it's
0: anything's <laughs> possible right yeah. uh, hey and uh, to all of you watching one last reminder that you can get this exclusive New Rockstars this is Away shirt mm. at our New Rockstars merch store along with a ton of other great options Options, including there's like a hi I'm Eric Voss" shirt yes. that you might, might like <laughs> yes. uh, you can get all this at newrockstarsmerch.com but that's it for this episode of Wookiee Leaks. thank you Tommy it's been so great and I'm so excited watching this season with you too I think too. a lot of fun in Ab-
1: absolutely thank you Eric your insight as always is uh, is, is a lot of fun to listen to uh,
0: you can follow me at EAVOS follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold and subscribe to New Rockstars on YouTube but also subscribe to the Wookiee Leaks podcast feed wherever you get your podcast And you can leave us a nice rating and review if if you don't mind. That would really help people get their eyes and ears on this. I'll see you tomorrow for the Easter egg breakdown on the channel. But we will see all of us uh, next Friday for our next after show of episode two, technically uh, chapter 10. Uh, But until then, we We have have spoken. spoken.